During Advent, also, we're trying to take time to kind of consider what it means to be people who wait. Wait on what God is wanting to do, is doing. Um, because Advent, as we kind of look, as we look back to what God has done through Jesus, we also look forward to what God will do. And we're in this space in the in-between where we wait. And as a way to kind of get us thinking about that, we've invited a few different people to give meditations on various pieces of art. Last week, Laurel Daly talked about her photography and how that really encapsulates what it means to, be, to, to wait, to be somebody who is, who is able to notice and be aware and to wait. Um, this week, um, Jeremy Bear is, is going to be doing what he does best, which seems to be honestly every single thing. Um, but this week, he's going to be doing a film meditation. And before we get into that, I'd like to turn your attention to the screen um, for a clip. It's 2017's Mother, stars Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem. The film centers on a couple living in a newly built home in the middle of an idyllic pastoral clearing. He's a poet of great renown. He's struggling with writer's block. And she's his dutiful wife. It's clear early on that the home exists because she built it. The house is eventually plagued and overrun by fans and worshipers of this poet. And during the course of the story, Jennifer Lawrence, referred to as mother in the script, becomes pregnant with the poet's child and gives birth to a son. The film was written and directed by Darren Aronofsky, the guy responsible for that, Mo that Noah movie that you didn't like, and the ballet movie that freaked you out, and that movie about heroin addiction that gave you nightmares. Mother is very obviously an allegory. There are nearly as many online theories about the hidden meanings and intentions behind Mother as there are reviewers to write them, but one thing is clear throughout. This isn't an at-face-value sort of story. Also, word of warning, there's nothing tame about this film. If you're looking for recommendations for family movie night, parents, preview it yourself first. You'll thank me later. It's tempting to look at Mother as a comment on art and culture, an examination of the relationships between the artist and the audience. After all, much of the film concentrates on the throngs of fans that, uh, inspired by the poet's work, as they invade and eventually destroy his house, worshiping every word that escapes the poet's lips, analyzing, interpreting, malforming, and overreading every syllable of his poems. One could read this as an indictment of pop culture, our 24-hour news cycle obsession, our misplaced worship of celebrities and political hopefuls. And the film works in that direction if we wanted to. But the interpretation that I find more interesting, not to mention more direct and satisfying, is the one that treats the story as a biblical allegory, with the poet cast as the benevolent paternal deity figure. If we start there, the allegory quickly starts to take shape. When we first meet the poet and his wife, he's already published his first volumes, and uh, visitors to the house clearly identify themselves with the text. 
So it seems reasonable to call this first volume the Old Testament. In the House, given Darren Aronofsky's ecological interpretation of the biblical text in his previous film, Noah, it follows that the House is a representation of the earth. In fact, one of the central conflicts of the story is mother's desperation as she pleads with the poet to take her concerns seriously, to protect her in their beleaguered home. We can see direct analogs for Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, the nation of Israel, God the Father, the Christ child, the gifts of the Magi, and the whole of creation itself. But perhaps the biggest mystery of mother is whose mother? The film doesn't give us an easy answer. It's tempting to think of her as a Madonna figure, but that becomes problematic when we see her there before the fall, not to mention the fact that she's the catalyst of what appears to be the eventual apocalypse. So is she the earth, an extension of the house itself? Maybe, maybe she's heaven or time or salvation. Or maybe there are clues in the craft in Aronofsky's filmmaking, Mother is shot largely handheld, a technique that eschews tripods and dollies, letting the shake and wobble of the camera imply imperfection, possibly a more subjective, personalized comment on the story. Also, maybe even more important, the film makes extensive use of POV, specifically Mother's point of view. Throughout, we're only exposed to what mother sees, hears, and experiences. So take a look at the, the clip we saw earlier. When the poet is near mother, we see him in a close-up. When he's across the room, we see him in a wide shot. The gifts of the Magi aren't revealed when the poet discovers them. It isn't until the gifts are brought to her that we as an audience find out what's in the basket. So clearly Aronofsky wants, to, wants us to identify first and foremost with Mother herself. So, again, who is she? Is Mother us? The church? I don't know. Maybe. Knowing Aronofsky, I wonder if it's more than that. Maybe Mother is the poet's greatest work, his most personal and challenging investment. Maybe Mother is the churning, turning story of history itself, watching dumbstruck as the poet relentlessly, maybe unjustly, gives humanity run of the place. With each cycle and revolution, with each murder, each funeral, each flailing attempt to understand ourselves and each insistence on our own very special interpretations of God's plans and intentions, no matter the cost. The poet laughs and cries and delights and laments and infuriatingly continues to welcome us. It's easy to look at the poet as the ultimate narcissist, far removed from the real problem of humanity, drunk on praise, naive to the chaos he's wrought. But I think Mother, the film, asks us to look closer. I don't want to disturb everyone unduly on a Sunday morning, but suffice it to say the nativity portion of Mother doesn't end well for the baby. 
One of the grislier moments ever committed to film, the savior son of the poet is not only sacrificed, but consumed, literally, by the zealous horde. The too much? Possibly. Probably. But this season of Advent, I find myself thinking about this film an awful lot. Because lest we forget, humanity's greatest gift, the child, was born to die. But like in Mother, death isn't the end of the story. Aronofsky hints that the story continues, the poet continues. In fact, the film even goes so far as to suggest that the universe itself is a great unperfected experiment. This one doesn't work out, back to the drawing board. And yet there's profundity in the moments. There's significance to these lives, these wars, and these relationships. Don't write all of this off too quickly, Aronofsky seems to say to us. Take a breath. Step back. It's good to pause and remember. It's prudent to take stock of what and who has already come. The story of the history of the world is maybe already written. But it's safe to say it's still playing out. The child has a starring role. But we're players too. So what do we do now? It's December. So we remember. We celebrate. And we wait. I want to invite you to, to spend a few moments now uh, during the next song in the midst of the season to consider maybe rest for a bit in the benevolence of our author, whoever you are, wherever you are. <laughs>